Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right. All right. This episode 77, we're going to talk about a bunch of things, but I think the first thing we're going to talk about is something you came across on Reddit. Yeah, exactly. And it's the idea behind sandbagging. And so that's people that have a lot of skill that will compete against people that have lower skill. And so I guess it's already a tricky kind of concept when it comes to belts, because one professor's purple belt might be another professor's brown belt, right? And so there's like different ideas of what each belt may mean. But the idea of like somebody that's a sandbagger, it's like when it's clearly they deserve something higher than where they are. And so they may be a blue belt, but really like they're, if they're tapping out brown belts and giving black belts trouble, should they really be a blue belt? Mm-hmm. And it sounds all fun and like not that big of a deal until you get to a competition when somebody's really, really good just crushes somebody that sucks. And so the story that I heard on Reddit was there was a third degree judo black belt that had international level judo experience, including medals at the Pan Americans. And they, I think she, entered a local small town BJJ tournament. And she competed as a white belt novice, which means like six months of training, like newbie. And she competed against another woman who had two months of experience in jujitsu. And she judo threw her and broke her back. And then when people confronted her, like, dude, you're like a black belt, not a black belt, a third degree black belt that's a competitor in judo. They're like, what are you doing competing against white belts in jujitsu? And she's like, well, I'm a white belt in jujitsu. And people called her out on it being like, no, you're a fucking sandbagger. And that's actually horrible what you did to this person breaking their back. And uh, yeah, there was most of the debate was she was terrible. I think like her husband or some of her friends were like injecting and be like, well, you've got to do what the professor says. And uh, in technically in jujitsu, this is what she is. So I'm curious your perspective on this because it did piss me off. So I would blame the organization if they just said BJJ experience. So, so if the actually, organization makes it known like, oh, six months of grappling experience, that's different. But if they're like, oh, hey, only six months of Brazilian jiu-jitsu experience, then technically she abided by the rules. Are they dumb? Yeah, but that's a mistake by the organization if that was said. Okay, so let me add a couple things to this. This was yeah. a small town tournament, they said. But a lot of people say a lot of these tournaments follow IBJJF rules. Okay. And according to the rule set, it says an athlete proven to be a black belt in judo, have experience in freestyle or Greco-Roman wrestling, or to have fought MMA as a professional or amateur, shall not be allowed to enter any tournament as a white belt. In the USA, to have completed a college level or higher, in other countries to have completed an event on a national scope. Yeah, so that's a clear breach of the rules. If that's the rules, that's a clear breach of the rules. Not only should she be DQ'd and not win anything, but uh, yeah, you're potentially hurting someone that is like, it's it's rough, because if you hurt someone in competition, that's part of like your agreement with competition, but not if it's like, like that to me is like negligence. We just went over like this, this $46 million lawsuit really on negligence. Like to me, that's negligent. Like Who's you a negligent are aware, 
of what you're doing versus someone that is not ready for it. Who's it negligent on the tournament or the practitioner? I would say it's the practitioner at that point. If the rules are clearly stated, right? You've breached the rules. So now you're competing against someone that you shouldn't be competing against, right? Like the premise of your competition is now null. Like you did that. Hmm. I'm seeing something else that says IBJJF rule states you have to hold the rank you're competing at. A white belt with a Dan rank per IBJJF rules is not allowed to compete until they are promoted to blue or higher. So they're just not allowed. That's the rule set then. And then she technically is a white belt. No, it says you're just not allowed to compete until you're promoted to blue belt. So you're not allowed to compete at white belt. You just have to wait to get to your blue belt and then you could start competing. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. To me, like, it's hard to, yeah, the administration should know this. But in my head, this- Most organizations usually say grappling experience. Yeah. Okay, let's just assume a lot of people don't read. I don't read them. Like, you know, like people click things on websites and it's like sure. right in front of their face. But but you're liable for those things you don't read, though. They're given to you. You sign on I, it. Okay, I go agree. Ahead. It's yeah. just that we don't, right? So like, let's sure. just assume sure. people are stupid. But in the end, her, you know you're amazing, right? Like, even now, I'm just like a medium blue belt. If there's some kid that like is like, coming in who's trained for two and a half months like i know i would smash him and if i was like a pan am type person i would just feel bad at what point don't you realize like yo i'm a dominant fucking competitor you know what i mean i mean it is a different rule set it is a different game it there's there's definitely parallels but it's different yeah but you start standing so you're in the judo mindset you know, yeah. it's not like, all right, we're going to go on the ground. like Especially in gi- Yeah. And you like, judo is dangerous, right? Like, I feel like that's where I get hurt way more than training anything else. Like you are getting thrown. And plus, anytime you're training something new, it's like nervous. And so this is like a novice BJJ person. You know, they, if this woman knew her competitor and we're like, yo, this is like some tough wrestler. And like, you know what I mean? And that was mm-hmm. also in the same scope. Like, okay. But from what was what I read, it was just like they started initially fucking judo throw broke her back. Dang. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say you need to have like the legal system involved per se, but maybe like at some point it's like you're that good. Like, are you just stupid? I hate law shit. Right. Like in bringing lawyers and other people into it. But it's just like you're that good. I feel like it's like me going against like a 15 year old. Yeah. I'm not a so black so, belt, so, so think of it like that. this. Think of it like. Let's say we contracted two people to fight against each other and the contract terms stated X, Y, and Z. If one of those fighters broke one of those terms and hurt the other person, you would think they're liable, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same as if I punch you right in the balls deliberately and then I stomp you on the head. I broke the rules. That, those are not in the rules of the fight. I'm criminally liable. So even though it's not one of those, it's like you broke the rule of the fight. They kind of did, though. It's, it's a weird water of like, you did break the rules. So can you be held liable for it? Yeah. I also feel a little hypocritical because I felt like the last conversation we were having about injuries with like Henner and that guy's name, the one that hurt the guy's neck. Sinestro, Francisco Sine- Iteralde. Yeah, Sinestro, like 
I felt like what he did was accidental, but maybe like a little stupid, but like whatever. Mm. And he wasn't like horrible by it, but all right, the insurance company should pay something out. Like maybe that seemed fair, but like in this, but there was no breaking of rules. You know what I mean? There was no breaking of rules. And yeah. that's, and that's where technically maybe they didn't break rules in this competition, but yeah, I'm and like, if they didn't, then okay. Yeah, that's fine. But if they did, then I think there might be liability here. Why is this pissing me off so much though? Cause I just feel bad for the person that broke their back in the sense of the black belt should know better. So maybe now I'm thinking like maybe Sinestro should know a little bit better and he shouldn't have done like, but the person he was competing against was also a competitor in pan. Right. And when yeah, you're yeah, that's a, that's just such a mismatch. You have someone who's probably got like 10 years of grappling experience versus someone with two months. And now you're putting them in a competition. Of course, it's going to be a steamroll like bad. Yeah, this is a greater mismatch than even that one. Yes. Yeah. Plus, I'm also like maybe it's like that. It's like feminine energy. You know, like I'm imagining this girl that's just like a two month white belt. Like, you know, like. Yeah. And a lot of women may not have like the athletic background. Maybe this woman, uh, not, now I'm just insinuating stuff. But in my head, I was like, fuck, this is some woman that I just feel like just started training going against another woman who's fucking been training for 10 plus years. Like to me, that's a bigger mess match than two men, you know, with like both men having competed. Like, yeah, I, I would say like you're there's right. There's a larger gradient. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe it's just like, I want to take care of that person. It's like, fuck, like, you know, at least a man, maybe we expect, like, you should know what you're doing a little bit, defend yourself. But like, yeah, I'm imagining this two month novice person that- When you first sent the article to me, I was just briefly reading it. I didn't even know if it was male or female. I just got the premise and was just like, oh, that's fucked up. When I learned that it was females, it didn't change it for me though. I'm just reflecting back on now. Like, why right. is this impacting me? Also, just like, I hate neck injury, back injury. Plus. I want everybody to train. And then when I see shit like this, it's like, oh, like I put that on the fucking competitor for doing that. People are going to get hurt though. This could have been preventable. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. Like with Iteralde and what was his last name? Grenier. Could it have been avoided? I, I don't think so. This easily. Yeah. They Okay. There was an it should edit. never have happened. She's a third degree black belt in judo, a four time medalist at the U.S. Nationals, including gold, bronze medalist at the Pan American That's Judo Championships. So two golds, three silvers, four bronze at international judo. You're a beast. Like, you yeah. know, like, but you know what? Maybe organizations should do a little bit better of a job in terms of Googling what the experience is of these competitors. Yeah. Like if you just did a Google search on that woman's name, you'd have been like, Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, we just do too much honor system, I guess. And yeah. that's what I kind of like about Kung Fu. <laughs> like, you know, it is on honor, but it's like, you know, there are people that sandbag and it is annoying. And it's why I also hate weight cutting a little bit. It's just like, you know, just compete. Like there was one mm. coral belt that was in the forum that was just like, you know, what kind of like moral ineptitude do you have where like you're not truly challenging yourself as a competitor? Because mm. If this is the type of organization that's not going to Google you, maybe you take it upon yourself to be like, yo, let me compete at purple. You know, there's yeah. another guy in the comments that was like, yo, I'm awesome at judo. Like, I only compete at purple. He's like, it doesn't mean I win or not, but he's like, I want to compete. And like the word competition, I don't think of it as just two people going at it. I think of something that's like a little bit close. Like, was it competitive? Right. 
right? And so, like, is that truly a competition? Like, I could, how many fifth graders could I beat up? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, it's just not competitive then. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like coaches should be more involved and not fucking sandbag. And I, yeah, I can't imagine coach, whoever's coach that was, was okay with that. And if they were like, that coach should be like a little bit like shamed, I think. Like, yo, that's like, there's no How way desperate. I can't imagine any coach that would have been like, oh, yeah, that's right. I I, I really don't think there's a coach out there that would have been like that. I've never yeah. confronted an individual like that. But look at just the McDojo's library, right? There's so many assholes out there. Like there could be a few, you know? Sure. But in the jujitsu world, like, I don't know, man, that's I have a very hard time believing it. We got some rapey people. Dude, there's sure, some people. Sure. There's, but that's all like hush hush stuff like that's like people being conniving like i don't know like this is going to come to light like this is it's a dumb a dumb crime you know what i mean i know but i just i we're not over stupid people like people are still stupid and and people just crave somebody was like are you that desperate for a three dollar fucking piece of plastic like you know like a metal like is that what like lifts your spirit or is it like like to me, like if I rolled against a brown belt and like gave him trouble and like maybe sweeped him once and then I got dominated. But like to me, that's way better than me tapping out three white belts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I oh, see what I, you're saying. Yeah. Like if I swept you already in a roll and like, you know, I threatened you once or twice. Fuck yeah. Give me that over. Oh, I just tapped out three white belts at a local tournament, you know, and they didn't know right. I had blue. Like, I don't know, because I like challenging myself. And I feel like if you're a coach that's just like, yeah, let me accumulate some medals so I look good. Maybe in the beginning you'll attract some competitors, but I don't think in the long run you did the right thing. For your yeah, that's teaching very weird to win like U.S. nationals and to think about like going all the way down to the most elementary level you could in another sport. Yeah, that's a weird one, man. Yeah. So I... I that guy Sinestro in that situation, like I didn't want the paralyzed guy to get punished either. Like I think, of course, you know, you have insurance for a reason, right? Like if you could pay yeah. the insurance company, like if you could get value from the insurance company, you should. Your life was damaged. My issue was like kind of making it seem like everything was like negligent. And I guess maybe for the law, you have to show negligence. But like I, th- I thought the point of insurance is like, yo, you have an accident, you pay for it, you know? And this to me is also negligent. Like you're that level ranked. Like I go up to purple belts to ask for advice on stuff, right? Like that's kind of the exciting thing about martial arts too. Like you're all helping each other. By the time you're a black belt in an art that requires so much like combat and strength and you're a competitor, you should have wisdom. Yeah. So we've had Toby Amata on the podcast. And when I met him, he was a judo black belt. I think he was a purple belt in jujitsu. Yeah, I think it was a purple belt in jujitsu. I'm not sure if I was a purple belt at that point. I think I was probably blue belt, but he was tapping out black belts like all the time. And I don't think it was because he was like super quick to become a jujitsu black belt either, if I'm not mistaken. But like you can tell that judo black belt experience was huge. Do you know what I mean? Like the judo black belt plus the purple belt was what made him like a jujitsu black belt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, that experience is huge. Like, I think at the time I was either a really good blue or I had just gotten a purple and he was a purple. 
it would smoke all of us. So like, it wasn't the same, even though like by belt color, you'd be like, oh, it's close. Not even close. I think people should be forthright a little bit. Somebody said, treat every class like no gi, right? Like, so even if you see somebody with like a white belt or like somebody yeah. new, yeah. like I always like asking people like, you know, how long have you trained? And then I also like saying like, have you played any sports? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know how athletic you are. And then you judge them by how big they are. Because I also want to be a good partner. I don't want to smash somebody that's like easy to smash, but also like I'm a smaller person. So I also want to give you a good mm-hmm. spar, like a good role, right? We're there to get better. So it's all about balance. Right. I think it's, I, cause I've definitely rolled with some people in Nogi where I haven't asked them what they are. And you know, within like 30 seconds, you kind of feel like, oh shit, they're strong or oh shit, they're aggressive yeah. or, and yeah, I don't know. I think we just have to, it just reminds me now, like, yo, always be humble. Don't underestimate anybody and don't overestimate yourself, right? Yeah. Like s- same thing, like the street. Some of these people that come into the gym, I think very, very minority. They might've just accidentally not told you. They might see a move that they want to hit. Like some instinct might kick in, but something stupid may happen to you that then keeps you off the mats forever. So I think better safe than sorry. Yeah. And fuck this chick. Like, I think this is stupid. Who really cares about a fucking plastic on a podium that gets you some likes? You know, like, I don't know. Just fucking yeah. com- just compete for the sake of getting better. Yeah, I agree. Right. I don't know. Just likes. Like, I don't know. All right. Let's talk about we should talk about Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis. That just happened this weekend, too. That was a yeah, big I boxing match. I didn't pay that much attention to it. And you called me a BJJ ho. <laughs> 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 Tell me about these guys, Arturo, because I've I've seen Ryan Garcia just like on social media and stuff, and I've seen some highlights, but yeah, I never. Ryan Garcia's got like the biggest career. social model media following of boxers, you know, outside of Jake Paul, I guess. People call him like a TikTok boy or whatever, but he's very talented. I think he went to nationals with like two years experience. Uh, he's twenty three and zero, or was twenty three and zero as a professional. I think twenty of those were knockouts, like. The dude is very talented. He trained with Canelo for a couple years before this fight. Like, and the level of hate that this guy gets, I think, because he's just good looking and has a good social media following. He's active online. He's young. He gets so much hate. And he lost to Tank Davis, who, you know, going into the fight was the favorite. Like, people were like, he has the best skills at 135 for sure. So we'll see. But I just, People are calling out Ryan and like, oh, it looked like he took a knee on purpose. Like that body shot didn't really like wreck him. What? And they're like, oh, it was a delay. It was a fake. It's a phony. Other people just call Ryan Garcia a phony. Like, I just can't believe all the comments, all the hate. And it's all going to be from people that have probably never taken a punch in their life. So there was a delay in his reaction, but that's normal for a liver shot. A hundred percent. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you've never been hit there, then you just don't know. And then how could you say? Yeah. And I think the announcer even called it because I only saw the highlight. And so, yeah, the first two times I saw the highlight, Davis's punch was so quick and didn't seem that powerful where I was like, wait up, why did he go down? And then the third time I saw it and then and then I started listening to it with volume. And the guy goes, oh, delayed reaction from the liver shot. He goes to his knee and then he goes similar to when Bernard Hopkins hit Oscar De La Hoya, like with a similar shot. And so, yeah, if you are somebody that watches it often, 
or follow the history, then you're probably less likely to think that it was corruption. Yeah, I just also think it's like if people like to hate on Ryan Garcia, like if the same happened to Javante Davis, you think people would be saying as much? I don't think I so. I think so too. I don't. When it's big fights, you're going to get a lot of casuals. I think boxing is more because you and I watch football. Most men in America have played football to some degree. Not on the team, a pickup game, flag, something. You've played a game before. Yeah. Most people that watch boxing have not played a game of boxing. Yeah. And so it's it's tough. There's a huge disconnect in terms of people's expectations. And the way people comment is just bonkers to me. I love when fighters like Sean Strickland or Deontay Wilder call out these trolls, spar them, Kevin Holland. Like, good on these guys. I want them to be more active. If I was a pro fighter... I would schedule out time with all of these fucking chumps <laughs> to spar, dude. But those guys are masochists that want clout and are willing to fight you just Oh, that's they fine. Want if they're credit. willing to take on some pain for clout, I'll give it. <laughs> I just feel like I, I got what you're saying and that's totally cool. But part of me is also like, then you're giving assholes attention of your time. And meanwhile, Ryan Garcia might have like, or Deontay Wilder might have like 50 fans. I'll be like, you I'd love to meet you for three minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, those guys can't meet him, you know? And because they have genuine feelings of joy where it's yeah. like the assholes get the get to meet him because fair. they're just fucking assholes. That's fair. But I get what you're saying too. I guess like maybe it should be a little bit of balance, like enjoyable. Fuck up some of yeah. the assholes and then shake the hands. Like let the nice friends come in and see some free content. Yeah. you fucking people up so th there's a lot of like controversy that that was my big takeaway on this fight is just the hate that people are giving but like there's a lot of controversy in that like ryan garcia had too much weight cut the rehydration clause was not in his favor there's a lot of like weird things about it there was a mole in his camp from javonta davis apparently really? ryan garcia was injured going into the fight and you're like jeez man there's like so many things where you're like why why can't it ever just be a straight win you know yeah, I see. I was gonna say I don't like Ryan Garcia though because he's friends with Brendan Chubb. So that was like my. Oh, one. is he okay? <laughs> no, I don't know. He went on his show. Oh, so you know I what? Like, I did know that. Yes, Brendan Chubb does usually always root for him. I think they've done like. So I was like, no, he Ryan yeah. Garcia seems nice. I see like his drills and stuff on. So he seems like a decent dude, and he he spoke kindly about MMA, which is why I liked him. I've mm. seen like interviews where he speaks kindly about MMA, so. But yeah, you're right. Most people don't play box. And if they do, it's generally you're younger and you're hitting in the face. You haven't got a sick body shot, right? Because yeah. that's just something that comes with experience. I'll never forget the one time I got hit in the liver. Like, it's just like one of those memories yeah. that I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was such a unique feeling. So it's, but just, it did it's so really crazy. Fast. In no other sport would you call a guy, especially like in boxing, you'll call this guy a pussy because he's like, got hit with a liver shot and couldn't get back up, right? So you'll call him a pussy. But like, would you do that if like, if DK Metcalf didn't make a catch? Oh, what a pussy. You'd be like, ah, shit, like, sucks. You know, like, that's fine. I no, don't know, I it's such a weird thing people, to attack. I call soccer people pussies. I call baseball players That's because players they are pussies, pussies, though. Yeah, I call baseball players pussies, and I call basketball players pussies, too. So I call, like, all three of them. <laughs> There's definitely pussies in all of those sports. Football, like 
it is hard to be a wide receiver and catching something up the middle. Like, and there's just such a rich history of injuries. Yeah, I can't call ball a pussy. Like, that is fucking a hard ass sport. Basketball, like, oh, like you got fouled. Like, stop fucking bitching like about shit. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think you're you're a little bit of a pussy in that. And soccer, definitely. Stop. Soccer, definitely. Women's soccer athletes are a hundred times tougher than male soccer athletes. I've never seen like a woman soccer player like fake a kick to the shin and cry and need a stretcher. Like they get the fuck back up. Yeah, it seems like it. I don't watch enough of either to really make a say, but yeah, sure. I mean, I've just seen like the World Cup, whatever, but still, like any male soccer match, you see them cry for the ref. I, I don't see it in the women's. Yeah. Because they know they'll look like pussies and they don't want to look like pussies. Mm. Where the men, they're like, well, it's part of the sport. I'm not really a pussy. When I'm yeah. in reality, you are a pussy. Like you're just doing what everybody else is doing. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a great win for Tank. I, I don't want there to be a rematch, but. We'll see. This is like the era of rematches. I don't know. Which gives like some precedence to people being like, oh, corruption or whatever. Like, it's just like money. Like, it's just so much money. We need a little bit of socialism in our sports. Like, you know, like too much money in sports is sometimes like a little bit like. So it's tough because in boxing, they're like, all right, they get paid great. Right. Because a lot of them are like self-promoted. The organization doesn't run away with, you know, all of your money. And the fighters have a lot of power to choose the date, the place, the the split of pay. All of that stuff is decided upon the fighters for each fight. But with all of that power and money that goes to the fighters, boxing is also notoriously known for not having the best fight each other. Because again, there is all of that freedom to the fighters. So it goes hand in hand, right? UFC, we get the absolute best fights. We see all the dream matchups usually come to fruition, but they don't get paid. Like they're on both extreme ends. Like there, there's definitely a middle ground here, but you don't want to exactly end up like boxing and just have the best guys never fight each other for so long. No, until to me, to me, football is king, and football is semi-socialist. They share all of the television money, so it doesn't matter if you're the Packers with a market of like a million people in Green Bay, bumfuck Wisconsin, or you're the New York Giants with a 20 million tri-state area. You all share the Fox, NBC, Amazon Prime money, and then you keep your own gate. That's hard to do because you have a team sport, you have a salary cap, you have a draft, like all those things help to make it very fair and balanced. Yeah. How do you do that in an individual sport? I'm just saying in the sense of like, a lot of people, when they hear like sharing, they think you're not going to make enough money. I just am saying the NFL because they're super fucking rich. It is by far the richest of all of the leagues in terms of wealth generated, right? Yeah. And it's America's new pastime. I think if you just made things a little bit structured and league oriented with like really good base salaries. So like, it's not like the top gets 30 million and the bottom gets like, 5,000. But if everybody was getting a couple hundred thousand per fight, you're going to get way better competition, way better fighters. And then the champions will still be making 10, 15 million, 20 million a fight. But Maybe. now they're, I think they would. I think, like, look at the NFL. Like, you have people making $40 million a year in the NBA. Yeah. You have people, like, salary caps do not mean 
the athletes are not making money. And sure. the legal the league owners and the players generally the revenue split is about 50-50. Hockey, yeah. NBA, MLB, NFL, but NFL just does it better. It's shared a little bit more equally compared to the other sports, which means it's more competitive, which means I think the players are getting better and better. And I just yeah. feel this way about fighting as well and you know you get a couple I feel like we saw that video. I'm going to post it on Instagram. Terence Crawford, famous boxer. Like mm. he's wrestling this Mongolian guy and he takes him down and he like fucks him up. And it's just like, yo, if Terence Crawford got paid in MMA, he would definitely do MMA because they say he put his kids in like wrestling too. Like, yes, like he's got that ability. And so you get better people and you get better people, then you'll get bigger fights. And eventually you will then get like a Mayweather Pacquiao yeah, type. You know, come to think of it. That's a great example. If MMA paid what boxing did and boxing got paid what MMA did, Terrence Crawford would be an MMA. A lot of Tyson Fury Oh yeah, sure. A bunch would. But Terrence Crawford Mike, makes a great case. I'm like, he would be incredible. <laughs> Mike Tyson always speaks about it where he, he like says like, yo, if he wasn't in jail, like maybe he would have went into like the UFC. <laughs> like he's like, I don't care about the money. I want to be the baddest man alive. Like, I think when you're a fighter, you have that spirit but you're still a man or woman that has to pay the bills. So yeah. then you start balancing it a little bit. But if if you, like, I heard a lot of NFL players are sending their kids now to MLB. Like, when their kids are growing up, they'll be like, play base because they don't want their kids' like knees to get fucked up, you know? But if, yeah. I'm still sure, like, if they want to go in the NFL, they can. But, like, if I was the president of the NFL, I don't want that. Right. I want legacy. Like, I want more kids playing my sport. And so you got to be a little bit safer and you got to make it competitive, enjoy it. Like you always got to curate your sport. You make it too businessy, you won't succeed. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But yeah, I don't know. It's all about the right judgment. And, and the older we get, it's just like everybody has their own singular priority. So who knows what yeah. the best route forward is. All right. So speaking of UFC, you want to get into Holloway versus Arnold Allen too? Yo, I love Holloway. Holloway is like my boy Whitaker. They're both yeah. just cleaning. They're just both cleaning out their divisions. They can't beat the champion, but they're beating everybody else. Yep. And I just respect them as fighters, and they always put on a good show. It was a great fight. I loved it. I thought Arnold Allen got his fair share of shots. Definitely Holloway wins it, though. You know. But yeah, to beat Arnold Allen, he was on like the biggest come up in that division. So it's cool to see that Holloway hasn't lost enough. People thought like Holloway was on the tail end of stuff from losing the Volkanovski. Older, Allen's on the come up. So, yeah, it's it's really awesome to see Holloway win. A couple stats about Holloway: he has the most significant strikes given, but I believe he also has the most significant strikes taken. Oof! I mean, yeah, every every fight of his is five rounds. It's a decision. There's always a huge output. Yeah. But he also, I believe, he's never been knocked down or something, right? Which is also amazing, right? That's the other yeah. That's ins like that's insane. And it reminds me of Cy Young, the guy they named yes. the award after in baseball. Anybody that's great has the best and worst of the statistics. So I believe like Michael Jordan or something has like the most points, but I think he also has like the most misses. Like Cy I mean, Young Holloway, is the most wins. Yeah, he is the Cy Young of the sport, wins, I guess. Most loses, most losses. And Holloway, yeah, most strikes given, most strikes Most taken. rounds, most complete games. Yeah, he's Cy also, Young. I think also hours. I think it's like him and Frankie Edgar and Rafael Dos Anjos wow. are the most hours in the league. And so like in 
In other sports, sometimes they're like, oh, you were never like the highest pinnacle. You were just like really long lasting. Yeah. Which I always think is kind of bullshit. Like, who cares? You're long lasting. That's like amazing. Like, you know, you took care of your body. Like you are like stellar. Exactly. But in fighting, even more so because people are trying to fucking hurt you and you do that. So like respect to all those fighters. I don't know how you can't love Holloway. Also, Holloway's still only 31. If there was another fighter wow. that was like 30, right? He's really 31? I thought he was 31. like 34 or something. Wow. And to me, Holloway physically looks better than he ever has. Like he's starting to get that man strength. And like I believe is before he looked a little skinny. Now he's like looking ripped. Or is that nice. just me? Okay. I think he's getting that man oh, strength. Yeah. I think what he do can you make do with Holloway though now. I think maybe he might like go to another Volk fight. No. I think one more, I think Holloway should have fun. I think like he should do a fight at 155. Well, he said he wanted to fight Korean Zombie. If someone he hasn't fought, it's a gimme fight. It's a gimme fight. I love Korean Zombie, so I don't want to see Korean Zombie lose. But to me, that's two veterans. That's not Holloway going so far down the list, like easy. Sure. Okay, let's say he wins that. Let's say Volk wins against Yair. Now what? Do you do Volk versus Holloway again? It's so tough for me to say yes to that, but it's also like, what else do you do? I don't know. I don't know if I'm even Max if I want that fight again. I know. I don't know how well Max You just hope that Volk goes up in weight? I don't know. I don't know how Max does above in weight either. Like at 155, like... Because he tested those waters and realized they were a lot harder. Dustin Poirier is a big 155 though, but Mm -hmm. I was looking at the last round again and Dustin Poirier's face was fucked up. And I sure. haven't seen Poirier's face. I haven't seen Poirier that beat up in a long time. Even though Poirier goes into wars too, like he was like looked like he was in a war. Yes. I don't know Korean zombie type fights. I don't want Max fighting. Like I wish he could get down to one thirty five, but he can't. He seems like too. <laughs> now that would be incredible, huh? But he's just getting his Sean muscle. O'Malley, Peter Yan. One thirty five is stacked. Yeah, Aljo, those are sick the fun Hudo, fights. Aljo, yeah, there's so much going on there. Oh, man, Holloway there would be insane, but yeah, I don't think he can. Somebody from 135 that wants to get to 145 would be a fun fight for Holloway, you know, yeah. like things yeah. like that. Yeah, it'd be like, cool just super fight Holloway, like guys that go up it. and catch weight at 135 or guys that go down in weight, yeah. Holloway should always be the fighter that they put like when they have like well, I know he's good enough to be in a pay-per-view, but I just feel like Holloway should be like the fight night main events. Like oh, you do a free yeah. you do a free card on Channel 7. I feel like he brings so many people and his fights are fun. And he's a, he's starting to mix it up more too, more knees, more kicks, like occasional takedown, like but mostly boxing, which is what I think regular people find fun at. Mm-hmm. I just think he should be doing fun dope fights until something happens with Volk. Yeah. Yeah. That's what fair. about the other big main event, the one that happened last night? Uh, not Curtis, last night, Saturday. Pavlovich. Curtis Blades, Pavlovich, yeah. I knew Pavlovich was going to win. Why? Because he's just fucking scary. And yes. Curtis Blades is like Dude. Chandler, where they're good until they fight somebody legit. I guess. So I hadn't seen Sergey versus a wrestler. And Curtis Blades, no question about it, best wrestling in heavyweight division by far. So I'd be like, okay, you see Curtis Blades just not exchanging, just going straight to the wrestling. Just like he did with a lot of people, but he didn't. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe he sensed something different. So look, that's why I also compared him to Chandler. Maybe he's just like a little stupid in the big fights. Like you know, yeah, like I think that was the big critique. Is like, what are you doing? Where Where is the fight IQ there? Cerrone was like that too. Like a lot of fighters are like that. Like when they get to the top, they're like they don't want to look soft and like wrestle. Like who cares? Just wrestle. I don't know. But also, it's easier said than done. Maybe he thought he was gonna get tired out. Yeah. But they said Alistair Over Overeem like wrestled fucking Speed Pavlovich and fucked him up. But that was also five years ago. Right. And I think they said and at Blades that time fucked Pavlovich up Overeem. And Blades fucked Yeah, so it's total MMA math there. Yep. But this guy's got a freak power in his fist. He's oh, like yeah. the white Nganu. Like he touches you. It doesn't look so powerful, but the people just collapse. It's like magic. Mm-hmm. And so I believed in that magic. And uh, yeah, I was just like, this guy's definitely going to win. And then I saw like, yeah, two minutes in. It just felt like get bad IQ with magic power. And this guy has confidence. Six fights in a row with first round knockouts. Everybody wants to see him versus Jones. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're just going to get Jones versus Stipe. And Jones is done. I know. That's what a lot of people are saying, that he's going to retire. And then he'll retire. He's been saying he, says he only has like a fight or two left. Why? He's so good, John Jones. I know. Like, I He'll know. have literally taken the easiest heavy route, heavyweight route there was. I know, which is like a little annoying. And if he beats yep. Stipe, like, ugh, he takes Stipe's title. Like, John Jones is so good, but he's also the person that puts in cheat codes in the video games. Like, you know, like, it's like... I mean, didn't Mayweather... No, he's exactly. He's like Mayweather. I know. Yeah, Mayweather. yeah, yeah. Like exactly. in order to go undefeated, you do have to kind of pick your spots a little bit. Like I wouldn't call him a coward by any means. He's just a little bit more strategic than we want him to be. Yeah. Like I like the just bleed fucking risk your yeah. life a little bit. Like, but Mayweather fought De La Hoya when De La Hoya was just a little older, like, you know, and then he fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao was like older and hurt. And then he fought Canelo when Canelo was young and about to like. He's... Mayweather says he fought all these guys at their peak, which is the funny. Well, <laughs> but Mayweather's toughest fights were versus some of the guys, like Madonna. That was like peak Madonna and he beat him. Sure. Well, it was like there, there were some guys that were like fucking problems or uh, Zab Judah. Yeah. That was Judah's peak too, and that was a tough fight for a Mayweather. Was it Judah's peak? Wasn't Judah like a little like you're right? Look, maybe, maybe yeah. in the long scheme of things, because people say the same thing about Jones that he beat Rampage when Rampage was done, Machida when Machida was done, right? Sonnen when Sonnen was like already older, and look, all well, of that one for sure, it. yeah. All of those people did go to Bellator, so they're right, but it's also like. Did Jones send them to Bellator? Like, did he fucking mm. murder them that much? Where like he fucking was like, "I'm making you old," or was it just yeah. perfect timing? Yeah, I don't know. May Mayweather's dad said De La Hoya beat Mayweather. Yeah, that's crazy. You think it's crazy? Yeah, I didn't think that, but I don't know. I, I also know that like him and his dad have gone through like turmoil a couple times, and that could have just been like an emotional response, like "Yo, fuck him." Yeah. I thought Mayweather Mayweather's lost that fight. Mayweather's a petty ass people. I thought Mayweather lost that fight, but I'm also very biased. I don't. Right. I was rooting against Mayweather, so like I'm aware I'm biased. But yeah, I was rooting for De La Hoya. I guess but... it was. I don't know what was his closest fight Mayweather. When I look back, I can't really recall. To me, it's it, a De La Hoya fight. It's probably that De La Hoya was just a little too old, like a year. And the Pacquiao was bullshit. Like he could have fought Pacquiao three years earlier. Yeah. 
Like yeah. he waited Pacquiao. Well, I mean, Pacquiao's, Pacquiao's partially to blame on that scenario too. Yeah, it's just, but that's that's like the sad part of fighting. Like we missed out on some great, great fights where if it was like the NFL and it's just like, oh no, you yeah. have to fight this person. Whatever, you're gonna get five million dollars. Stop crying. Like you're yeah, they fighting. They got paid person. as much though. That's the difference. Yeah, but I'm also saying every we would know. If you ask the average person how many boxers you know, they know five boxers. Yes. If it was like elite, but if you ask, I don't how know many if NFL, the average knows five, but maybe, maybe three. Like it might yeah. be even, it might be even less. If yeah. You know, I haven't even been following baseball, but I could still name like fourteen baseball players. I don't know basketball until the playoffs. I can name 30, 40, 50 basketball players. Right. I can name a hundred, two hundred NFL players. You know what I mean? And so yeah, the, the wealth will add up. And so, yeah, sure. The top person won't make $50 million, but actually I think they will because they're going to fight so much and they're going to beat so many people that instead of their record being 12 and one, it'll be 22 and six and they're going to be legends, you know? And they'll also make like a $10 million royalty deal from Rolex, you know, like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It'll add pretty- up. I think it will. I believe it will. So, yeah, there's a lot of NFL players that make money just opening up fucking car dealerships, you know, like, but it was like the local fucking NFL player. Like, here's five grand come through. Like, all right, that's like a month's work for some middle class dude, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I, if I'm a fighter, even myself, I'm like, I would want it like boxing. I'm fully in charge. I make more money. No, Get it. you're assuming you're a good boxer. Okay, that's a good point. That's fair. You like no, you're assuming you're the greatest boxer because, like we said, you oh, only no, make- even even the lowest level boxers are still getting paid more than the lowest level MMA guys. Sure, sure, but nobody knows the lowest level boxers. That's true. When they're done, they're done. Lowest level MMA guys, they're still, I think, recognized a little bit more. Bro, what's bonkers to me is, as far as I know, there's no MMA guys that have like no wins and 50 losses but in boxing there's tons of these guys <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> i don't know bro that's crazy maybe it's corruption too it's just like yo we pay you you just like get fucked up you know what's funny a part of me thinks if i was ever like just homeless yo can i just get a pro card for boxing and just take beatings for like to make money like i that's such a weird like because these that's what these guys have to be doing why yeah, would you be owing 50 and still doing it, right? It's like you can't you don't have another means of making money. Yeah, it's like Rocky. You take these beatings, you know, hopefully you win. I don't know, maybe you try. Like you take these beatings for a paycheck. I'm like, it's not I mean, sure, the rest of your life is gonna be so bad at the end. But like, I don't know, it's it's a means for some homeless guys to get by. But you just described every- skilled, skilled homeless guys. You you described every hard job though, like you know, like working in a mine. I guess, yeah. Like, I you're guess. always sacrificing your health and your body for money. That's true. That's why. That's why people shit on a lot. That's why it's never the hardest worker that makes the most money, because there are people that do demolition that are making eighteen dollars an hour and fucking yeah. lugging concrete and working in coal mines, yeah. like you know, like. But you know what? Those jobs will take a fifty-year-old guy in. If you're a 50-year-old boxer, they won't take you. Yeah, because it's just cruel when you're getting fucked up. What's, oh, the 25-year-old is 0-50? Or, no, or would you go against the, 
you know, two and two guy at 50 years old. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like what's worse? Like the two like, and two guy at 50 years old is probably better than the Owen 50, 25 year old, but you'll, you'll book the fight against the, the 25 year old because you're like, oh, the 50 year old's not fair. Like, yo, he's better. We're like dude, way more discriminatory on age than actual skills and record. Dude, reach out to the Owen 50, dude. We got to interview some of these people. Yeah, we should start reaching out to all these guys. Bro, there's a bunch of them. There's, there's a guy that's like four and 120. Maybe Bro, that's so many maybe, fights. Maybe this is just like how you could become friends with fighters. <laughs> like, you know, like you just. I know, you know a bunch like of if, fighters. Like, I, I don't know. It, these well, people, that's why I love. These people really pique my curiosity. Like, what that's is your I life? That's why I love MMA, though. In MMA, you can train and you can get close to fighters. Is it the same in boxing? Where you could train and get close to boxers, or maybe you have to actually step in the ring to get close. And, oh, I don't no know the gym what, You got to step in, yeah, yeah. Whatever. If I could be friends with Tyson Fury and I was a huge dude, I'd be like, yeah, fuck me up, <laughs> like you know, it's fine. Yeah. And then, and then we hang out, we chill, we be best friends. Oh man, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, whatever, man. It's all about money and clout. <laughs> fuck everything. All right. Anything else you want to touch upon today? No, I think we touched upon some good topics. I got to get ready, go to the gym later. Hell My yeah. My knee feels better, so I'm trying to stay active. Oh yeah. You working get out still? Yeah, I went to the gym with Amanda. I've been like taking it a little bit slow with my jujitsu and stuff. Like I haven't been sparring really or rolling that hard, but like medium. But I feel like it's helping my game a little because I'm putting myself in bad positions. Like I'm laying, like just sitting down more and then trying to work out just technique and just not use my knees that much mm -hmm. you know so it's like mm -hmm. a lot of thinking and just the other day i was walking and i realized i wasn't thinking about my knee so yeah maybe it was just like some small meniscus tear or some shit mm. and so I'm, tr I'm trying to just be patient for like the next month i think i'll act like this mm -hmm. and then i'll try to go hard again and see where i am in the summer okay but refining the technique and i like what you told me you said something along the lines of like you don't let injuries stop you. You work around the injury. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. So the other day I'm rolling with a brown belt guy that I train with. We're rolling and he's kind of like past my guard with like a waist lock. And I'm kind of hitting the wrestling, the wrestler switch. Do you know the wrestling switch? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. When okay. You go under, so you I'm hipping leg. out and it's, it's slow. It's like kind of a stalemate of a position. We're both very tight. All of a sudden, to hear crack, 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 four cracks. It's his shoulder. His shoulder pops out of his socket, right? So he rolls on the floor, pops back up, you know, to a seated position. And I can see like one shoulder is like four inches higher than the other one. You can see the bone sticking out. Coach runs over. He's like, oh shit, your shoulder's out. Coach is like, I've seen people put it back in themselves and they did it like this or they did it like this. And this guy, Bobby, just grabs his own shin and I just pops it back in. And then, and all while doing this, stone face. Like it doesn't even like bother him. I'm like, oh, have you done this before? He's like, yeah, once or twice. I go, okay. But you know, it's incredible pain and he's stone faced. Then he apologizes to me. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. Sorry to me? <laughs> he's like, you still good to roll? No, not with you. What do you mean? Like just a complete psycho of a fucking guy. I was like, holy shit. I'm like terrified of this guy now, right? So- <laughs> We don't roll. Coach makes him sit out and stuff. But like he just got his shoulder popped out. He's willing to roll. 
that same day i couldn't extend my elbow like in training i didn't tell anybody i just couldn't extend my elbow it was fucking killing me i have no idea why that arm wasn't attacked nothing right so here's a guy bobby shoulder popped out wants to roll i can't extend my elbow i want to roll there's a guy sitting out on rolls hey man you okay it's like oh yeah right here hurts and he points to like the meat of his thumb <laughs> i'll probably be good for next week i'm like bro what get the fuck on the mat what belt does he? Blue. Just got a blue. Oh, he just got his blue? Just got his blue. See see the difference now? The two brown belts were like, can't even fucking move. I'm like, I They're... think that might be the only difference. That's it. We're just yeah. finding the way to still do it. And this guy's like, ah, d- d- right here. He literally points right there. Bro, that? I'm like, I, I moved for like two months with a boxing glove on because I couldn't bend my wrist. Yeah. Bro, it's... just figure it out. Yeah, maybe it was something else. Maybe it was... <laughs> I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Bro, it's the funniest shit. Bobby just fucking tore his shoulder. I can't extend my elbow. And you're like, yo, right here. My thumb hurts. Like, not even his thumb. (laughs) Not even his thumb. He can move his thumb. It was just like right there. People are silly. (laughs) Whatever. Sometimes you got to listen to your body because I also think like. Sometimes you do. Sometimes there are some, some nasty shit. But I just. It was so funny coming from like the severity of those two things. Yeah. Like, what? What are you doing? I, I'm like that with Amanda, like a girlfriend, because I'll come back and I'll be like, my knee hurts. And she'll be like, my back hurts. But I'm like, but you didn't do anything. And she's like, but you're choosing to go to jujitsu. Like, you know, like you should not train. She's like, you shouldn't train. I'm like, no, I have to go. Like, you know, like I got to not, I can't not go. Yeah. And then like my middle finger has been hurting for like a year. And She's like such a, you know what she did to me? She goes, I know one of your fingers are hurt. And she's like, let me guess which one. She's like the middle one. And then she lifts it up. (laughs) I was like, fuck, that hurt. She goes, see? I was like, you did that. And she's like, no, but see, like, that's why you shouldn't like roll right now. And I'm like, who cares? It's just the fucking finger. You know, I'm like, I'm, I've come to the point where I know it'll hurt for the rest of my life. Like, I'm like, whatever. It's just going to hurt. I I think that's what it is, is if. And it's only as you get older do you realize that if you're going to wait till you feel perfect, you'll be waiting forever. Yes. So we only wait till we're good enough. Yes. It, Where young people are so used to being invincible that the second they're not, something's wrong. Exactly. And my only reasoning now is, okay, if I keep doing this, I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also looking at other friends and other people I know that don't do anything that are still in pain. Yeah. So I'm like, I might as well be in pain, but feel strong as opposed to be in pain and just not feel strong. Yeah. So even in the physical therapist community, this used to be a thing. Pain meant there was movement dysfunction and you were doing something wrong. This is not the case anymore. They're showing now that pain is a regular part of life and you will have to endure it multiple points throughout your life. And this is normal and healthy. <laughs> yep. The Buddha was right. Life is suffering. And when I was younger, I refused. And then now it's just like, nope, life is uh, like, yeah. A a lot of times people will say stuff and they're like, no, I want to vent to you. And I want to be like, just don't like just suffer. Like, you know, like just keep. And I used to be the type of person. So like, no vent, it's good. And it is good to vent sometimes, but also like, it's not going to make a difference. Right. We might as well just suffer in silence. Like, you know, like just. Fucking stoic, right? Marcus Aurelius, like just pain. We all have pain. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. All right. On that note, man, <laughs> we're getting too old. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was fun. Shout out to everybody that listens. Thank you. Yes, as always, guys. Thanks. Later. 
Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.